Hello, everyone. Welcome to the episode, the first episode of the our podcast. Yeah, the episode, <laughs> the episode of our podcast of how real life works. I'm Annie, and this is Andre. I'm Andre. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we are the hosts of your future podcast show. <laughs> so, why should people listen to us, Andre? What is this podcast really? So, how this podcast idea came to be was that I started working on a community project, which is about fixing the education system around the world. And I think what is the problem right now in the world is that so many people think that you need a degree to be successful in life. And otherwise, if you don't get a degree, you don't stand a chance. But based on my experience, and based on the experience of some of our guests, we just know that this is not true. Like the degree doesn't guarantee you anything. Most certainly it doesn't guarantee you a job and it also doesn't guarantee that you will be happy. And so I decided to do something about this. And uh, when I started my journey for this project, I got to interview a lot of people. And one of the people were your mentees uh, that you are in touch with, Annie. Mm -hmm. Maybe give us a bit of context. Yeah, I work as a mentor in the YWCA program in Vancouver, which is where we become the mentors of high school kids for like a half a year, a little bit more than half a year. We basically provide support to them and show them if there's, they have a different events. Like for example, they have office tour, not this year because of COVID, but then like they can get it, go into different offices, see how we work. And we um, basically meet up with them every at least once a month to check up on them and show them um, things adults do, I guess, like uh, different <laughs> different things that happens in different kinds of careers. And if they are interested to know, because the community is really big, we can connect with uh, to them with other uh, professions that they aspire to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's how that's how um, I know uh, the mentees, as Andre said. And since we were talking about the education system. I thought, why don't we just hear directly from the um, people who's going through it? Like, we interviewed two of the mentees, my mentee and my friend's mentee. And uh, they have actually quite similar responses when we ask them what they think about future. Are they thinking about university? And uh, yeah, just basically, why were they thinking about going and the reasons behind it? So that that's also part of how started us on this journey. Yeah, and the discussion was pretty fun for me. I think also for them it was a lot of fun to just have the opportunity to speak about your future. Yeah. Because even though the high school is supposed to prepare you for the future, from what I understand, a lot of it is just preparation for university, but it's not preparation for your actual real life, right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a punt on our podcast name. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and I really had fun during the discussion. I also felt that I was very entertaining. So <laughs> I was thinking like, why not oh share God. this whole thing with the rest of the world? And that's how the idea of the podcast came to be. That we basically, th I basically thought that if we just recorded the discussion, I think just sharing the conversation that we had with your mentees mm -hmm. would be beneficial to some people just to hear other young people talk about their future. Yeah. So that was the initial idea. I'm not sure if we started initially thinking about inviting guests or just interviewing young people. 
Yeah. But I know the original team was supposed to be the two of us and then the two mentees. So it would be a balance between, let's say, us as adults and then the young prodigies. <laughs> but it never happened. Yeah, I think in the beginning we wanted to do kind of like a um, co-host with them so that in different episodes where uh, we talk about different uh, sort of like topics, we could get two perspective of like how young people nowadays think and versus um, us who has been through uh, quite a bit of, spent quite a bit of years uh, working. But it never came to be, and we talked about, like, okay, what else can we do? And we got down to the core question of why do people choose university? Um, also, why does most of us have the similar path uh, in our history? Like, we basically, when we were in high school, we were told that, at least I am told, that you need to go to university to have mm-hmm. a successful life. That's how you're going to land a good job. And landing a good job somehow leads to you having a happy life, which is not entirely true. Success really should be defined by each person. And when we were talking about this, we're like, so how come no one chooses other path? Although now that we talked to a lot of people, they were saying like, yeah, like definitely having a degree doesn't matter. Like, I wish I knew that when I was younger. So it really comes down to awareness that we basically had a conclusion because not everyone knows the different options in life. So you basically go towards the most obvious obvious path, which is going through university and follow this template that everyone before you have set and started telling you this is the way to go. And that, I think that's really how we started on the core theme of the podcast. Yeah. Do you think it would still make sense for us to have more co-hosts from the young audience later on? Or do you think it's too many people? I think um, having more people on the show um, hosting is definitely a challenge. I think even between us, Cassandra, you have your own podcast, right? I know when we started recording, there was a little bit of like, oh, who says what? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, this kind of thing. I feel like unless the episodes are really well thought out plan it could get really imbalanced and having three guests or uh, uh sorry three hosts and a guest that's already like four people that's tough but um one of the episodes we do have Natilla on it with us I really like the discussion and I think there's definitely um something interesting about that so maybe it could be like if there's a young host joining us maybe one of us just wouldn't be on there, so we keep the host number down. Like, the logistics can work, but I like the idea of having more different voices. That could work. What I also like with Nitila is the bonus episode that mm-hmm. you guys can listen to. And this is pretty much, I think, what we did initially when we had the conversations with the mentees before mm-hmm. we even decided to do a podcast. So it was really a casual conversation uh, between you and me and the mentees. And I think what I liked about it is was that it was more spontaneous. It wasn't like a typical interview like we did with our adult guests. Yeah, uh, It was like a really casual chit-chat. And I mm-hmm. really like that style because I also feel that I'm less stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I get to do better jokes when I'm not stressed. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that we definitely want to do going forward. And if you guys like us, then we would like to have you come to the show as well and just chat with us and let's see what happens. So we do the chit chat style. So you look more cool with good jokes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think, yeah, this is funny thing. I went to one of the Toastmasters things. So Toastmasters is a is an organization that has these many events around the world that you guys can join and you can practice your public speaking. And, I, and when I went to one of these events with our friend Bo, uh, one of the guys from the Toastmasters told me if I was thinking of becoming a stand-up comedian. <laughs> and, this is, <laughs> and this is actually funny because, you know, like, I've been working in IT in translation pretty much my whole life. I started when I was 19, I think, 19 mm-hmm. or 20. But this is something that has never occurred to me, you know, and it's funny that, that you we would get be to... funny. <laughs> no, that I could maybe be a comedian. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's so distant from what I'm working on right now. Yeah. And this is similar to the themes that we had with some of our guests with, for example, Levana mm-hmm. or with Paul. Or maybe even slightly with Lillian. It's yeah. like we are already living our life in a certain routine and our life is not bad. But the question is, are we really doing the thing that we should be doing that we're maybe destined to do? Or I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. how you feel about like exploring your life opportunities. I mean, I always, I think growing up, I was always envious of the people who kind of just said, maybe maybe like Cameron, like who just knew, like, yeah, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Because I had a lot of anxiety in high school. Well, I didn't go to high school. I went to a different system in Taiwan, but rel- uh, comparably to high school, like I had a lot of anxiety thinking like what exactly I want to do when I'm an adult and how I will make money, basically. I think there were a few. When I was a kid, I really liked movies and I wanted to be a movie director. And that didn't work out because my family didn't want to send me to an art school for me to learn filmmaking. And somehow that stopped me into thinking like, okay, now that's not possible anymore. But nowadays with YouTube and all these master classes online, you can do anything you want, really. So didn't work out. And then I thought about other things like hotel management and Wait, what? This is the first time that I'm hearing this. Yeah, Why did you want to manage hotels? <laughs> I think, I think it's just like I always had a thing for like fancy places, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I think working in a hotel is really cool. Like I also watched the TV mm-hmm. show. Of course, there's mm-hmm. a cool hotel manager there. They were like, "Oh, we have this customer issue," and then you're like, "Oh, let me go solve it." So it was like I always wanted to work with people. And I thought hotel management was somehow a thing, but then you Mm -hmm. need to learn calculus. So I am pretty bad at math. So I was like, nope. That's your weakness numbers. Yeah, yeah, my weakness. So there's a lot of these like anxiety. And I had a second anxiety when I graduated from university. Uh, So I in the end ended up being in the English major and I graduated from there. And when I was looking at uh, these job websites, I was like having this panic attack. I was telling my sister, I was like, I don't want to do any of these things. These are so boring. They don't look interesting. Uh, And I'm a person who just likes to have fun and do fun things. Like I'm a gamer as well. So that was like, I was like, this is so adult. I can't really make a decision. And for almost a year, 
I didn't work after I graduated from university, and it took me a while until I finally decided on my direction, which is to become a pilot,、um, flying commercial planes. My dad is a pilot, and there's a、uh, lots of reason he's one of the re- person trying to convince me. But I would say I arrived at that、uh, decision by myself、um, by listing out all the things I liked. Listing out how much time I would have because I want to still have time after work, and listing out how much money I would make, and listing out what exactly does that life look like for me. And、mm-hmm. I think this is really important when when you're thinking about a career. Um, so things, for example, that I wanted to do, like I also wanted to be an interpreter because I know they make a lot of money, <laughs> and but. I cannot just be an interpreter because it requires a certain amount of training. So that was also one of the things I listed, like how long does it take me to become the thing I liked? And of all of that,、um, traveling is also one of my interests. In the end, I decided to just study to become a pilot, which is a thing in Taiwan. You can basically take a test, and if you pass it, the airlines basically send you abroad to learn about how to fly. And they're playing. They pay for everything, and you get paid in the time when you're studying. So it's a pretty good deal if you pass it. And obviously, you also need to know math <laughs> if you want to fly a plane. There's a lot of physics involved.、Mm-hmm. You need to know the trajectory and like the wind and all all these kind of things. So I, but I was determined I can become a pilot. So I studied really hard. I even went to cram schools to study, which is a thing in Asia where you basically get sent to the boot camp and try to get as much out of you as possible. But then I became really stressed in this process, and I just、um, I just started watching movies every day. I study basically. I wake up eight a.m. and I start started studying from nine a.m. till six p.m. And I go to the gym for an hour, come back, and basically have my free time. So every day I will watch a movie, and I think it's because I'm too stressed. I'm reading more into the movies than I should. Like it would just be like a boat flowing in the water, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's such an analogy of life." Like these waves just keep coming and coming, and I was like talking to my friends about all these <laughs> things I see from a movie, and they're like, "Maybe you should do something movie related." And I was like. I would love to, but I honestly don't know how. Like, I don't know how.、Um, I know kind of how the behind the scenes work, but I don't see a direct path where I could just become movie related. You were kind of、um, like Paul. Yeah, yeah, kind of.、Um, like, I know how it gets really technical when you shoot a movie. Like, you can、uh, like the set is not really clean. Like, outside of the set, actually, everything looks different, and you just basically set where the camera is pen. And I know how cutting、um, videos work and stuff like that, but there wasn't a direct path. I was like, yeah, I want to do this.、Um, I don't know, like、uh, makeup, or I want to do sets, and I want to direct and that kind of thing. So I just started a Facebook group to write about fan page. I would say to write about movies, and because I was an English major. I started looking at the film news abroad that hasn't get translated, hasn't made it into Taiwan, and I would just translate those and kind of doing also what I liked in something to do with languages. And eventually, I was thinking like, why can't I not just get paid <laughs> doing this? Like seriously, like because <laughs> these news are not in Taiwan, nobody knows about them, and 
Uh, sometimes I watch movies, I write my reviews, and I was getting some um, good traction. I even hosted these like uh, watch movies with uh, with me. We will go. Mm. I will go watch movies with the. I guess strangers, <laughs> but then we would have like a chat afterwards, talk about the movie. So everything was going great. And one day I was looking at the, trying to find some material to write. I saw a film magazine in Taiwan. I was actually hiring for some, uh, for an editor. And I was like, hmm, maybe that could be me. And I was talking to my friends about it. And they're like, yeah, you should definitely go interview. And I did and eventually landed the job and just never became a pilot. <laughs> Which my family is very disappointed in, but uh, they cannot um, do anything because this is my life. So, um, sorry, that's a very long path into your question. But I definitely <laughs> think that you would still want to do something. Uh, definitely, like there, there are different all these different paths. And now I don't even do movie things related anymore. I work in the same company as Andre do. Like we do localization and translation. So. Yeah, like I definitely would think that that is a possibility that you would just want to do something else, and even even when I'm doing this job, I feel like I should. Yeah, my my decision making when I was studying high school was much more simple than yours. <laughs> <laughs> it was not so sophisticated as weighing the pros and cons of how much money I would earn. Debate club, <laughs> debate club mindset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is that I I had absolutely no idea. What I should be doing and how real life works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing that no I one like knows when they're young, really. Some people do like Cameron, for example. Yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> the thing is that the only thing that I like to do in my free time was to play games, similar to you. Mm-hmm. So, and because I'm from Slovakia, and in Slovakia the salaries were not that high as in US. And especially if you're a kid who doesn't get any money, any pocket money, uh, mm-hmm. then all you would have to do in order to play games is to play the pirated games. So we got all the games through uh, through our friends. We didn't buy anything. We didn't spend any money. And because you had to work around through the system and you couldn't play the original game, you had to know the computer a little bit better in order to play the games. So. I got to know computers a little bit better. I wouldn't say I'm the Steven level, uh, but... Who is our guest? Uh, that's an Amazon developer. <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah, I I don't know where I'm going with this. So I think when I was graduating high school, I was thinking where I'm going to go study. And mm-hmm. the only choice that I thought that occurred to me was that I'm going to study IT and computer science. And it was purely because I knew my way around with computers, thanks to the games. That's all. I feel like is that one of the things that uh, I think in an episode uh, with Paul, we talk about it, like how he never thought he could be a game producer, because Mm -hmm. it was not like he didn't really know how you were kind of like me with the movies in the beginning. I was like, don't really know anyone who shoots movies and could it also be like you didn't know too much aside from like gaming so then you just thought okay i would uh go into it but i also know like you danced from really young so how come it never occurs to you to be like a dancer i stopped dancing 
I think I started dancing ballroom. I think it's called ballroom dances when I was, I think, maybe five or six. It was purely because my grandma and my mother, they pushed me into it. But I didn't like it because I didn't like the music. And then later on, Mm -hmm. I tried hip-hop dancing, which is what I liked more. But because I was the youngest one, and all the other people there were like the, you know, the cool teenagers. I was, <laughs> I was like 11 or 12. So I was like a baby. And my mom was still taking me there to the hip hop classes. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine all these cool teenage girls smoking cigarettes outside. And I was there with my mom, you know. <laughs> you know, I had, I remember I had pink pants at that time. I don't oh, wow. know why that happened. I would never put anything like that on me anymore. Yeah. But it was more like a, like a hobby. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never, never saw it as a career. Yeah. I just really like dancing. And that's, that's the thing that when you were talking about anxiety, I think like, I'm still wondering, like, I'm still dealing with fears mm-hmm. right now. I'll be 35 very soon. But I'm just thinking like how the fear that we have, how it stops a lot of people in this world from actually doing yeah what they want to do but things have changed you know we were talking about you started the facebook page i mm-hmm. wanted to make a joke and say that maybe you should explain to the young people what facebook is because <laughs> we're just learning that nobody's using facebook anymore but it's just using instagram yeah it's just like a place where you share info you paste post photos and then <laughs> write posts it's kind of like your facebook profile page like it actually, every post had a photo. So just think about it like Instagram, but a lot longer, longer text. That's that's how it is. Yeah. yeah. So when I was growing up, there was no Facebook. There was no Google. There was no YouTube. And the internet wasn't available on your mobile phones. I think the mobile phones at that time were very big, very heavy, and only the rich people could afford them. And there was definitely no internet. Yeah. And so I think internet has opened up a lot of awareness mm-hmm. young people because right now you just hop on youtube and you see i don't know cool kids yeah youtubers playing games and actually people getting paid for playing games which is something that you didn't think about before and that's the thing that's also one of the reasons why we decided to start this podcast to help with the awareness like you said in mm-hmm. the beginning and the thing is that i was surprised and we both of our both of us were surprised when we were talking to these two mentees that even in today's age the young people still think that you need a degree. Because when I was growing up, you didn't have this information coming at you from so many different places because you're constantly connected to the internet. So you're pretty much limited to what your friends tell you, what your parents tell you, and what your school tells you. And yeah. maybe if you read maybe newspapers or, or magazines or watch TV. Yeah. People were watching TV at that time. Yeah, also before before I decided to go to IT, I think I wanted to be a, a demolition man. I <laughs> I saw the movie Demolition. It's called Demolition Man, right? With Sylvester Stallone. Mm, maybe too old. I also don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very old movie. You mean like tearing down buildings? No, I wanted to defuse bombs. Yeah. And it's funny that my mom actually supported me in that. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Okay, where is a where is a university for that like where can you learn to disarm bombs and she was like really like looking into it mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know why i had this crazy idea i think i just like sharon stone in that movie so <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the only reason why i wanted to be well i also watched the 
hotel management TV show. So <laughs> yeah, 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 easily, easily. That's where influenced. inspiration comes from. Yeah, yeah. I think the point on like how information is not really transformed uh, definitely is true because I. I was definitely thinking, like, without an education, there's no way I'm gonna be able to direct a movie, and that's just like the internet now just changes so much, so many things. So yeah, that definitely was a surprise when we learned that um, the young people today still felt like they had to go to university to somehow progress more in life or learn more about it. Yeah. So that was how we struggled. That's that's how we made the switch from high school to the real life, I would say. And I started working. You already mentioned this, so we work in translation and localization. Mm-hmm. So I started working in this industry when I was, I think, nineteen or twenty. I already mentioned it. And the only reason for that was that uh, when I was studying in the university, I had a lot of time because I was definitely not studying every night like a t- total nerd, and most of the time we were just spend we spent playing games counter strike 1.6 <laughs> reference to paul and and yeah and that at some point i think i wanted to be more independent from my from my family from my mom because she was still paying for everything so the edu- so the education system in slovakia well i was studying in czech republic is free i was studying at a public school which is a huge advantage compared to North America, where you have to pay huge tuition fees uh, just to get a degree. But I still had to pay for the dorm and, of course, for food and survival. And then at some point, I really wanted to be independent and not having my mom tell me that how much she, how much money she invests into me. So I just started looking for for the jobs, and I I think I had some fear about this because it's like like I don't know. I, I still cannot bring myself into that situation, but it's real. like you live, I don't know, 18, 19 years without working anywhere. And then suddenly you have to come and join an organization and do something and follow rules and get paid. That was the, that was the good did part. You, did you do any part-time work before you started? I did not. I did not. Oh, that's wow. the thing. That's, a lo- a lo- <laughs> that's, a lot of that's my, huge. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. A lot of my uh, high school friends they had summer jobs i never had anything like that and my family wasn't even pushing me into that my mom wasn't pushing me into that so like when the summer started i was just i think i was just playing games the whole day that's why i maybe even had a larger fear of getting my first job because i never had this experience this working experience before so then i was just pretty much like applying to many different jobs and then suddenly I ended up in the basement of this company called Moravia. And we, there were two of us and we did a very basic test about computers. It was super simple. And the HR lady that was interviewing us, she just left and she came back 10 minutes later with the attendance cards. So we were hired right on the spot because it was the peak period for this company. So they pretty much need everyone who had two hands. Maybe you didn't even need to have a lot of brain. Uh, And yeah, and now it's 15 years later and I'm still working in the industry. So you could say this is similar (laughs) destiny as maybe Levana had 
mm-hmm. where she picked her career based on a career quiz that she did when she was younger. So mm-hmm. I ended up in this whole industry just by pure accident. I didn't pick it. Like yeah. when 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 I was young, I had no idea what localization means, and I'm pretty sure that many people don't yeah. know what localization means. They pe- typically associated with GPS. Yeah, maybe people will Google it now. <laughs> now that they're like, "What is that?" Um, yeah, I I think I had a different path than you. I actually worked for the first time when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, in the English cram school, which is a place where what is cram? Cram cram is basically the verb. It crams as much stuff inside your brain. It's a very common thing in Asia. You go to school, and after school, you go to cram school to basically learn what you will learn in school, so you can get ahead in school. Because when the teacher are ta- teaching you chapter two, you already learned chapter four, so that's how you get ahead in life. So that's uh. That's that's a whole nother um thing that's really crazy that's happening in Asia. So I actually went there to try to um help teaching English, I would say. And I think I got fired two days later. It just <laughs> didn't work out really well. I don't know what happened. And they they basically treated us like um just free uh cheap labor. Cause aside from like teaching, helping the teacher teaching English, we were also like Grabbing lunch boxes, feeding the kids, which I don't, and cleaning bathrooms, and uh, which I don't think we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that was like one of the summer jobs, and then um, we were happy we got my sister and I were happy we got fired. Um, but I had different work experience later, like um, on the internet, because uh, I'm a little bit younger than Andre. So when I'm in university, it's already like the age of iPhone three, iPhone four. So on the internet, I will actually take translation and interpret interpretation jobs i actually really liked it i got to go to this like super big um trade show for motorcycles like mm-hmm. these motorcycle discs when you um press the brakes there's a, a these brake discs that you're supposed to um kick into help you stop the motorcycle so mm-hmm. that was like a lot of uh foreign buyers are coming in because taiwan has taiwan does a lot of like small parts material stuff for bigger companies like for example we make probably a lot of the stuff that goes into an apple computer mm-hmm. though it's not really branded as like made in taiwan it's something like that so we do that also for motorcycles so i went there and um basically interpreted uh eight hours a day helping out with the setup as 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 well a little bit and i made really good money from that so even before i graduated from high school i actually made quite a bit of money and i also made a lot of money from scholarship so a lot of money wow. yeah like my relationship with money was really weird because <laughs> my i get good grades my parents give me money too like they basically double the amount of scholarship i give me as an incentive so i was always like a very like ooh, like i get good grades i get money and stuff like that and until i actually went to university i felt like i need to also do something more labor um, to like a different side of the job because I was, I was making, this is what I was telling my sister. I was making money off my brain, off my knowledge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I wanted to do something of labor to just like get myself in the mindset. Like it's not really easy to make money. Like I, sh- because if it's really easy to make money, you spend it really quick. And I didn't want myself to have that mindset. So I w- actually went to uh, become a waiter at a restaurant and <laughs> it was really hard to make money. 
<laughs> I stood there for like what a few hours and only made a few bucks. I was like, oh my gosh! Oh gosh! I was like, this is really bad. But I was, was the was the job mainly based on the tips? No, actually, there's no tips in Taiwan, so it's hourly. Yeah, every hour is uh, it's very low. It's probably like two dollars USD or something, something like that. But it was really low, and um, but that, that was a good. I think a good uh, experience to have. So, and then as I mentioned previously, I became a film magazine editor when I really started working. Then I basically came to Vancouver, and、um, I couldn't find、um, a, the similar jobs. I couldn't find an industry、uh, getting to the movie industry in Vancouver. Vancouver is really expensive, so I actually wanted to work in retails. Um, since I speak Chinese, there's a lot of Chinese,、uh, like a Chinese community here. Was gonna work in Coach, the <laughs> semi-luxury brand to sell、uh, Coach bags and stuff.、Mm-hmm. Then I accidentally stumble upon the part-time ad for my current company to do some kind of、uh, assistant for data collection project.、Uh, in simple terms, that.、Um, How Siri knows you want to check the weather is by feeding it a lot of data to say I want to check the weather. Then Siri will know when people say How's the weather?、Uh, do I need an umbrella?、Uh, um, is it gonna rain? Like all these phrases basically equates to tell them about the weather today. So that's basically what I was helping the company do because they needed to collect some data from Taiwanese people. They needed to make sure they are actually Taiwanese because the accent between、uh, the chi- Chinese people in China and Hong Kong or everywhere when they speak Mandarin, there's different kinds of accents. So that's how I became、um, of there. And since I did interpretation and translation,、uh, they also wanted me to basically help them do、um, some kind of part-time work. But in the meanwhile, I was also working in this projector company, which is their sister company,、uh, to do rentals for projectors. And I basically have to do customer service, marketing, and、um, inventory management, like all these by myself. So, as I probably said it now, you could think like that's nothing a English major college degree could prepare me for. Mm-hmm. I would say basically, I learned everything I know about the stuff I work. No matter it's film magazine editing, or、um, being in the projector company, or being in my current company now for translation. Aside from the the fact that I can speak English, nothing else practical from the work is what I learned in university. But being able to speak English definitely benefited. In all these jobs, like、mm-hmm. for film magazine, although it's I'm writing in Chinese, because of my English, I get to interview Ryan Reynolds one on one because my English was good enough that people felt confident, and、um, and I can come to Vancouver basically work because of the English. So there's like a double problem there, but I didn't learn English in university, so <laughs> that's also the other thing. Yeah, there are not many universities that teach. Localization. No, actually, there isn't. Yeah. So I also the same way that you, like I mentioned, I started when I was nineteen and I didn't know anything about the industry and I learned everything on the go.、Mm-hmm. And eventually, I made it. So I started working as a as an engineer. Then eventually, when I changed the company, I got promoted to a project manager. And again, it's something that I wasn't studying. 
mm-hmm. uh, on. It's very different, right? During the ID college, yeah, it's it's different. But we, when I was working at Moravia as engineers, we used to do a lot of things that a project manager would do in other companies.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just you purely do technical work. You are also dispatching a lot of things to people, communicating with the vendors around the world, also communicating with the client. Yeah. So yeah, so everything that I learned, I pretty much learned on the go, on the job.、Uh, I also learned a lot from my own mistakes,、mm-hmm. and I learned a lot just basically being curious about things. If you're curious and you just these days you just Google things and you get like a lot of free articles, free videos. You can get courses anywhere online, whatever you're interested. So the opportunities are there. Anyway, why do you think? People should be listening to us. Yeah, we talk a lot about a lot of stuff. I would say <laughs> this is a podcast for people who's interested to know、um, how actually. Because I would say university is a is one of the path, but actually beyond university and beyond a degree, even though you do decide to go to university, how does actually how does it work in the real work scenario and. How does it also work in? Like, how does work goes into your life? Which is why our topic is not really directly related to education or stuff like that. It's called how real life works because really,、um, your work is o- only a part of your life. It's very easy to think like, oh yeah, of course it is.、Um, but it's it's gonna get harder once you start working, and it could actually consume you. Hence, the lot of talks of work life balance. But I think. This podcast is for people who want to know、um, how does it actually work、uh, once I graduate from school. Like, how do I get my first job, and what are the challenges that you could face? Actually, you started to work at these different jobs, and also what 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 can I prepare now?、Um, let's say if we interview some of the guests, you're interested into knowing、uh, becoming a game producer. Like, is there something you can do do now that can actually help you prepare? So I think it's about awareness, and I think it's about taking an action、um, to prepare you in the right direction. That's how I feel about the podcast. What do you think? I don't know. I'm still, I'm still not sure. Like we really want to hear from you if we hit the mark or no, <laughs> because that's the thing. We recorded six interviews so far for this pilot season, and. Our intentions are good. <laughs> we have a pretty good goal in mind, but I'm really not sure if we are delivering on that goal in the right way. If it's going to be cool, if it's going to be informative for the people, if it's actually going to bring the awareness, or if people are just going to fall asleep. No, I think it will be great. <laughs> <laughs>、okay. Yeah, I think I think I think either way, there's something to get out of it. Maybe, uh, you, like you, maybe some episodes you won't be as interested as others based on your interest. But I think either way, it's kind of like a sneak peek into people's lives, and I think it's really rare. Um, we get to know that. Like, um, sure, we could have long interviews with people, um, about architecture or about、uh, game production, but this is more. I think in the format of a podcast is more casual and there's it's more conversational, so I think it's going to be、uh, interesting for sure. And there's definitely lots to learn from all of the guests that has been through 
different kinds of path. And even though all our paths are different, I would say by the end of the season, you can kind of know there is something similar uh, that they all recommend you into doing. There's something that you can just probably start doing now, and there's not going to be um, any harm in that. And I think that that's definitely the right direction. If I was a young, uh, if I was still uh, going into university and stuff like that, like this is the podcast I wished would have existed for before. Like I would definitely uh, give it a listen, and then it's like some help, some guide for me to prepare me for my adult life, and uh, that's something I will be interested in knowing. Do you think maybe eventually we should go deeper? maybe try to stalk the people with a camera and really see how their day-to-day life looks like Mm, maybe once uh covid stops (laughs) we can stalk people yeah yeah i think that would be a cool idea but that's definitely down the line yeah Mm -hmm. all right do you think we said everything we should have in this intro episode i hope so i hope we said enough for people to want to yeah, dive right into the episodes. And that's, that's, um, we also decided to release all the episodes at once. So people could just basically choose what they want to start with. And if mm-hmm. you like it, you continue and also tell your friends about it. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the end <laughs> of the introduction episode. And uh, welcome to season one of How Real Life Works. Thanks for joining us in this episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to tune in for the next one. Tell us what you think on Discord and Reddit. We are How Real Life Works on all the socials. Links are in the description.